In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. This is Dan the Dad, and you should listen to Raw and Order, or uh, you're grounded. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Booking Institute. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe, and audio only right now because he was just getting set up. <laughs> I'm going back. What's going on, man? How are you? Um, you know, just uh, good. I'm licking uh, peanut butter ice cream off my shirt. Homemade peanut butter ice cream off my shirt. So. I suppose that's pretty cool. Why not on camera, man? Jeez. I mean, that's the moneymaker shot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Homemade peanut butter ice cream. The low sugar or no sugar... It's Low the car. licking part, man. This is oh. Galaxy Brain here. Galaxy Brain, bro. Oh, we gotta market this shit. Um, no JLB today. Something He's about fucking his eye or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so uh, I mean, fuckery. Uh, I'm gonna. Good luck on your eye fucking, man. Um, this is our fantasy booking show, uh, so if you're new here, the rules are going to be simple. We're going to take turns challenging each other to book some unlikely and often sometimes impossible scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance, mostly because we haven't thought of them yet. We make them up on the fly. Before we get into the fantasy booking, though, I'd like to remind everyone that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network, so you can head on down to the doobly-doos and click that little link for tatnusco.com. Head on over there and check out the other shows on the network. Um, we do go live here Sunday nights and Tuesday nights for two different shows, one just talking wrestling and one doing fantasy booking. Um, and if you're here live on a Tuesday night... You now know which one is the Tuesday night, which one is the uh, Sunday night one. So, because we're uh, fantasies, because we are fantasies. Right? Who's the luchador on the very end? By the door. Yeah, that's El Jefe. He's he's a fake luchador, but my brother my gave him to me Jeff. for Christmas. Jefe. Jeff. Um, which uh, which, which means handsome. El Jefe. He has a plethora of masks. Ooh, a plethora. A plethora. Do you know what a plethora is? Anyways, um, have you ever seen Three Amigos? Come on, man. Yes, I have. These, these are references to one of the greatest comedy movies of all time. In, in all seriousness, though, Airplane. I said one of. I didn't say it was the greatest, although I don't know. I love me some airplane, but there's something about Three Amigos. I mean, the thing with Three Amigos is it had three of the greatest comedy minds of a generation. Martin Short, sure. Steve Martin, and Chevy Chase all together in one. Uh, but it was, it will always be 
one of my favorites, one of my top comedy movies of all time. Anyways, can I can I tell you a pun? Hmm. Can I tell go, you a pun? Go go for it. I said hmm. Hmm. Damn it! You didn't play with me. You're supposed to ask, "What's that?" It's a series of words. <laughs> nah, not you can say. We need to get him to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, before we get into the fantasy booking and all of that stuff, um, I would like to congratulate Mandy Rose for retaining the uh, the NXT Women's Championship tonight, despite the absolutely nasty um fall she had uh on the uh a week ago on the belt that thing looked horrendous um and then i also would like to say how excited i am that index is probably back yeah that's uh that was cool that was cool lots of rumors man that rumor wheel is spinning about b-dubs and i'm just going to refer to him as b-dubs until we know what character we're getting yeah, well, I mean, he's he's gonna be Bray Wyatt if he comes back to WWE, right? And just which version of Bray Wyatt yeah. is he the, gonna be the Fiend Bray Wyatt? Is he gonna go back to the old Bray Wyatt? Is he gonna come up with something entirely new? Are, um, is, are they gonna string this thread together? Are they gonna finally sew the the whole fabric together? Shall we say sew the mask apart so we can see behind it? Who knows? Who you know, indeed knows? Are are those both dreams of? Of Swamp Bray. Yeah. I I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they just try to pretend Fiend Bray didn't happen and just go back to Swamp Bray. It was uh, terribly ruined. Yeah. But. I've been knows? gone for three years. It wasn't three years you were here. What are you talking about? But the. Uh, the weird stuff happening backstage continued on Raw um, and also continued to not get mentioned. And that's what's kind of surprising about it. Is, uh, I love w- long-term story building. Well, yeah, sto- long-term story building. I love it. WWE is not known for subtlety, right? Correct. And and they, they've been remarkably st- subtle with this. You know, there, there was a trash can on fire. And the announcers didn't even say, oh, my goodness, there's a trash can on fire. Boy, this is a garbage fire of an episode. But but anyways, anyways, let's get into the fantasy booking. I always open it up to see if you want to go first or if you would like me to go first. Um, I'll go first. Okay. I'll come on camera for this. Take it away. Take it away, way, 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 way. I have a delicious cohiba that I've been waiting a while to get, and I'm wondering if I'm going to crack into it tonight. Probably not. Anyway, um, hashtag still not sponsored. <laughs> I would be fine with being sponsored by tobacco, by the way. Big tobacco can pay us. It's fine. Pay you. Smarks, Smarks would never smoke a cohiba. Or anything, for that matter, at all. Not, not my jam, man. 
I mean, we know about your meth problem, but you shoot that up. It's, it's heroin, thank you very much. Can't you tell? <laughs> you're, you're, um, by my heroin cheek. Thin, <laughs> thin <body>. figure. <laughs> um, so, um, obviously, I, I, I don't want to go into future booking. I, I am really liking where wrestling's heading right now, and so I don't want to go into future booking. But I don't mind booking the past. So I'm going to have you build a storyline. We're going to, I'm going to randomly select um, using a spreadsheet. Oh, hold on. Got to get out my spreadsheets. Randomly select a wrestler and oops create a new one blank there we go a wrestler it's era what wrestler we're going to put that era in a current day wrestler what era we're going to put that in and um a prop for their storyline meaning you could get stuck with a plunger in their storyline. Do you understand the goal here? I understand the goal. I'm not happy about it, but I understand it. <laughs> so we're going to do six of these. Um, we're going to together randomly choose the the wrestlers. So what are the wrestlers? I started with Mox. Mox is the first one I put on there. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Omega. Sure, great. Hey, you pick one. I, I mean, are we doing generational? Or are we doing all of I the think... all the wrestlers are going to be current? These current six. generation. Okay. Um, Gargano. <laughs> I love that we call him Gargano. I actually said it to my coworker at at, at my job, and he looked at me funny. And I was like, Gargano. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't it mispronounced by an interviewer somewhere or something. I don't Isn't that know where we got that from. I honestly don't know. Um, okay, so I've picked Mox Omega. You picked Gargano. I'll do my third one, and then you have to do two. Um, I'm gonna do Franklin, Seth Franklin Rollins. So what are the other two? Um. Kota Ibushi. And... Um... Orange Cassidy. Okay, I have first PG WWE, so the 94 era, which I think has a different name, but ninety to ninety five WWE. 
Pick an era, bud. Oh, I didn't know I had to pick an era. I thought you oh, were doing errors. So, um, I, well, I mean, how how many errors are there? There's easily six. Then, then those six errors. I don't know. Fucking... There's a tiny toad in my basement. Eat the spiders, bud. Yeah, do it. I have no clue um, where those guys come in from. Uh, attitude error, I guess. I don't know. I will put um, N-W-O-W-C-W. Obviously, that predates Vince Russo. Um, modern era. I will put um, Hulk 80s. Or Golden Era is probably what I should put. Golden Era WWE. Modern what? Modern what's the what's the company line? WWE. Well, they have one non WWE here. Well, because I only when you think of, when I think of eras, I only think of WWE as eras. Yeah, AEW has been around three whole years. It hasn't had time for eras. Okay. Uh, WCW had effectively two eras. Um, well, they had three. They had Russo, um, NWO, and pre-NWO. Yeah. I I wouldn't consider Russo an era because it was only two and a half years. Um, it was It was the era that fucking killed them. I think it was just a continuation. I've I've said this before. I'll say it again. Russo didn't kill WCW. The problem started long he facilitated before facilitated it. He just didn't do anything to save them. Uh, and hence the problem. So, I don't... I, do we have all of our errors yet? Nope, you need well, one more. Well, I, well, um... Fucking... Ruthless aggression, I guess. And props. This is the part you're going to fucking hate. You're right. No, I hate all of it, so, um, you know. Okay, I'll do tables first. Careful about your sass, there, feller. I've checked my sass, and my sass is doing just fine. Obviously. It's in full contact. Mm-hmm. It, it, is, it was refilled at one point. What's that? My sass. I got it refilled. Oh. I'm fully loaded on sass. Yes, you are. I said tables. Golf clubs. Um. Baseball bats. 
extension cords. Um, full-size monitors. You know, the ones at the table. Not, not the new iPad bullshit. I, sh- I should be, uh, be snarky and be like half size monitors. <laughs> giant, you do that. giant size monitors. I may change mine if you keep being sassy. <laughs> I might go to that plunger I was talking about. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not already on there. Um, mouse traps. Ooh, I like that one. And randomize the last range. Data. Randomize. Perfect. Your first challenge is Kotobushi in modern WWE and extension cords. How does that gimmick work? Okay, so I'm doing the gimmick. Okay. Yeah, book his gimmick and how he does it and all of it. Obviously, the extension cords are going to come into play more than average. Koto Ibushi, modern WWE. What's up? Is this on? Is this on? Um, Ibushi with extension cords, and you said modern era. Modern era. Modern era. So I can't do just like, hey, this is the electrician or anything like that because that doesn't fit modern era. Um, He's the one they call Dr. Strange Hair. He's the one that makes me all red. It might be a she. We do not know. But see, I, I look at that Zizek. and I go to Dr. Strange Love and ha- how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. So uh, that's where I go with it. We already mentioned you were a nerd earlier. That's a classic movie. Top five comedies? Isn't that Idiocracy? The movie I just named? No, it's a a fucking classic. I think it's Peter Sellers. It's literally titled Doctor Strange Hair. Doctor Doctor Strange Love. See, I'm all confused by this. Doctor Strange Love, and then colon, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Uh, and the very famous scene of someone riding a nuclear bomb down. Anyways, long story. Oh, I have seen that one. Or I've heard of it, at least. Yeah. Top five comedy all time. Um, Debatable. I, I think you would find not too many people debate it, but that's you. Uh, God, I'm trying to think. 
I think it's it's a it's a hardcore gimmick. So he likes to do a lot of hardcore matches. Is uh, his his gimmick is based on he uses the extension cord at various points during the match to tie the person up and then beat them with something else like trash can or or plunger. Um, if if it's there, kendo sticks, whatever, whatever he can to beat people up. But like he'll use the extension cord to wrap their arms around like the ring post or something, so they can't defend themselves. And he'll do like coast to coast or or rolling sentons into trash cans in them in the corner, things like that. Okay. Any feuds? That you have in mind? Um, I mean, you know, he's he's gonna feud with Kevin Owens, um, obviously because those matches would be fucking fire. Um, he will feud with Finn Balor probably, because um, you gotta still remember it's still Kota Ibushi, so it's still work rate heavy. Uh, so Roman didn't work. Yeah, so Roman, I mean, he could have Roman a match can. with Roman. But also, if he's going to be using this to tie people up and stuff like that, you're probably talking heel Kota Ibushi. Uh, at yes. which point, having him feud directly with Roman doesn't make as much sense, you know? Sure. Uh, you know, with the heels, it makes more sense for him to, to go after faces. Although, I then, then I point out that I said... Finn Balor and fucking uh, Kevin Owens, who are both going heel right now, but that's all right. In the breaks, you can do heel versus heel. It's okay. All right, your second challenge is Kenny Omega, Golden Era WWE, which I think works, and Mousetraps. And by Golden Era, you mean like pre Attitude Era? I mean the eighties. Eighties, okay. Not first PG. That makes mousetraps a lot harder to work in. I mean, they can't work into the matches themselves that way because even though it was pre-PG, they did, just didn't do... Sure, but you could have really imagine managed by like Mr. Fuji who throws a mousetrap at him instead of spraying mist or chalk. Yeah. I'm thinking he's more, you know, his his gimmick, gimmick is uh, the Orkin Man. <laughs> um, so it's it's full on career gimmick. He's he's the uh, the the pest control, pest control Kenny Omega. Um, and so he comes out, and when he comes out, he comes out carrying a big, big. Um, um, comically large work case like toolbox that's got mouse traps and, and sprays and sprays and 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 one of those one of those big pump sprayers yeah absolutely gotta carry one of those out yeah i like that you're not limiting yourself just to the mouse traps mm-hmm. so, yeah. and we already know omega can do heal so yeah 
And the the pump sprayer actually can play into it a little bit more than a mousetrap because that can be something with a distraction. People get sprayed in the eyes with the pump sprayer. And uh, then they can't see. And then he hits them with the one-winged angel. Fair enough. And primary feud? Or feuds? Or partners? People he likes to team up with? Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That's a great choice. His primary. Because Steamboat always had the... uh, All (laughs) Even though he... Not, but all American, like you know, uh, uh, boy next good door, guy. good guy, yeah. sort of gimmick, and so I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay, this is the one I most look forward to on this list, and that is Mox in W or in NWO WCW with full size monitors. And I just think he fucking fits in that era, man. Do you feel like you just described fucking, like that describes DDP? Different character a little bit, but. Yeah, I mean. See, the problem is. As much as you're liking the idea of this, the problem is uh, Mox in WCW in that era, he becomes the main rival for the Nasty Boys and fucking um, um, Public Enemy. I don't like that. I don't like Moxley going against those. See, I, I see him as a rival for DDP or or really Goldberg. I can see him just coming out and not Mox the way he currently wrestles. Mox leans way too much on you know hardcore. So bring it with you. Have him hardcore. And in in WCW in that era, hardcore is. Fucking yeah, but he could elevate that. I think. Dotty dotty, we like to party. Dotty dotty dotty, Rocco Rock and fucking can't even remember the name of the other guy. And Johnny Grunge. Johnny Johnny Grunge. Yeah, Johnny something or other. Hey, Fernando's here. Welcome, Fernando. He says, Pied Piper Kenny Omega uses traps as a distraction and his flute as a weapon. This <laughs> so one time at band camp, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega hit a guy with a flute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the deal. This is a match I'd love to have seen, right? Would have been great if it had, it had been able to have happened. Um, but I just like. <sighs> you're just you're so negative because there's these full size monitors involved. Yeah, full size monitors. No, I'm, neg- having... I'm negative because I remember WCW and people like... Because uh, here's the deal. In WCW, they only started doing hardcore after WWF started doing it. 
And uh, then it was just a knockoff version of it. And like, it, in fact, I'm going to, God, this is going to seem like I'm, I'm dogging on Mox a bit here. It happened in NWO era WCW for a brief moment. It just wasn't Mox. It was the Sandman. Only I don't see how that's dogging Aaron. He okay. was called Hardcore Hack in WCW. And you know what he did? He was he languished in the hardcore division, uh, where he went against Rocco Rock and fucking Johnny Grunge and and the Nasty Boys, and he did he did have I think a match against uh, uh, La Parca when La Parca was the chairman. We should take this more enjoyably, but okay. It just makes the idea of Mox in this era actually just makes me sad. Well, here's sad for you. Seth Franklin Rollins, first PG WWE era. So, Bret Hart, Diesel, Duke the Dumpster Drozzy, a little bit of Hogan, some Yokozuna. Thing is, thing is, it doesn't actually make me sad because I think Seth Rollins would actually fit in really well in that era. Um, yes, Mox and Mox rules match. That's that's what you do. You have him take over the flock. But then, what well, about Raven? Well, that's part of the story, bud. What about me? What about Raven? Anyway. Um, no, it's uh, Roll- Rollins in PG era actually fits really well. With golf clubs. With golf clubs, that's fine. He fits really well in that era. Because here's the he's he cut his teeth in WWE in their second PG era, right? Um so he's already PG for the most part. He can still be the one that pushes the boundaries, so he can still have the stomp and stuff like that, but now he can just be more flamboyant. Um I'm thinking uh, we we lean heavily into his his current fashion gimmick, um, but instead of fashion, it's golf fashion. So he'd be wearing all the plaid pants and the golf shoes and the 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 weird golf shirts and the stupid hat. Sure. Uh, and then the golf clubs. Um, Just fucking turn him into Shooter McGavin. Yeah, effectively, yeah. He'd be um um oh fuck, what was uh what was Chavo's gimmick for a while? Oh yeah. Fucking I remember that. That was fun. Oh, I'm blanking on Chavo's gimmick. Anyway, um Yeah. So I mean effectively he'd be that in the first PG era. Um He'd be a heel, of course, because, you know, he's a rich guy, and rich guys are always bad guys in, in, Kerwin White. There we go. Thank you, Fernando. Chavo is Kerwin White. Kerwin White. He would be, he would be Kerwin White earlier on. Um, Golf clubs, probably, I wouldn't have, in PG era, they wouldn't actually impact any matches directly. Like, um, but he would have a caddy. 
And so the caddy could be kind of like Cornette with the with the tennis racket, <laughs> you know, out there. Okay. You know, during the match, picking out the right racket or the right club. Maybe occasionally when the ref, ref's back is turned, thwacking someone on the back with the club or tripping them. That would be actually a really good thing with the club. Reach out and trip them. Uh, I like it. So, I like him. Feud wise, you use actual cornet? No, no. Fuck cornet. I'd rather not. I mean, he'd probably want you to. So, no, he'd want me to fuck his wife while he watched. Mm, Fucking weird, man. Touchy. touchy. Um, No, I'd rather not. But. I don't know. I don't know who I'd have him feud with. I know he'd be at least uh, semi partners with early Kurt Henning, Mister Perfect. You had me at hello. Yeah, so I think that's what I'd do there. Million dollar man, maybe. Yeah. In fact, there could be a whole gimmick where the vignettes of them out playing golf and betting obscene amounts of money per hole, you know. This, this current laugh and everything. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, I... I what, do, what do you say? $10,000 per hole? $10,000? let us make it 100 <laughs> That would be fun. I would actually enjoy that gimmick. Next one. Orange Cassidy. Attitude Era. Tables. Keep in mind that Orange Cassidy is slightly smaller than Jericho was during the Attitude Era. Mm -hmm. Not significantly smaller. You You don't have to tear him down for his size. No. Um... And I, and I truly do think Lazy Guy works in every era. Yeah. That's right. I, I don't think I changed his gimmick very much at all. No. To be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, I think the, the tables play in with him just, like, like sleeping on tables backstage. <laughs> and, like, so for his matches, sometimes they just literally just carry the table out to ringside. And it's not until the... Uh, the bell, bell rings, rings that, that he's like, Whoa, oh. oh, and he rolls into the ring, and then uh, Orange Cassidy versus Spoke Dudley. I'm going to go ahead and just... assume you meant Spike Dudley, but uh, that's that's Fernando's suggestion. I don't want to regulate Orange Cassidy to that. I, I like the idea of Orange Cassidy, Jericho, Orange Cassidy, maybe even The Rock. I think that works really well with The Rock doing a... It, What's your name, fella? Or whatever he says. And him going, whatever. (laughs) Like actually getting a one-up because of that. Yeah. But still, you know, Spike Dudley doing the acid drop through the table on the outside on Orange Cassidy. 
Spike Dudley going to pin him outside and Orange Cassidy's just asleep. He hears the slap and wakes up like, oh, what, what? Uh-huh. Oh, jeez. If, if you haven't seen uh, pre-AEW Orange Cassidy, there's a, a really good match, uh, him versus uh, Gentleman Jervis, where Gentleman Jervis puts him in the sleeper hold, and it really just rocks him to sleep like a baby uh, until he goes to sleep, and then... Uh, uh, he lays him down on the ground and carefully puts his hands on top of him so the referee can do the one, two. Oh, yeah, I, I have seen that one. And then he's the referee. Like, quiet. He's like, quiet. Yeah, quiet. And then the referee gets one, two. Uh, I'm like, no, don't sneeze. Uh, don't, don't sneeze. Chew. And then Orange Cassidy wakes up. Funny old thing. It's Dang. a very funny match. You are correct. That's where you're at, Lauren. Feud, or yeah. are, are you doing the the stuff we've already mentioned? The Rock, Stone Cold. Um, I don't. I the, or Spike Dudley's not the feud. It's just like a match that's fun to see. Yeah. Um. To be perfectly honest, uh, you know, I'm I'm not saying anything against the Rock and all that stuff, but I have this whole uh. Like in my head, that Val Venus probably would take a lot of offense to Orange Cassidy's lackadaisical Whatever. approach to life. The whole right to censor would mm-hmm. during that era. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last one is Johnny Gargano. Gargano. Ruthless aggression era with baseball bats. To which I say, why the fuck not? Yeah. I mean, the unfortunate thing is this is one of my weakest spots because the Attitude Era is where I missed the most. Ruthless discretionary, you mean? Excuse me, Ruthless discretionary is where I missed the most. Um, But, I don't know. Baseball bats and Johnny Johnny Gargano uh, sounds like it fits in pretty well. Ruthless aggression era. I'm fighting like my hero. Cactus Jack. <laughs> fighting like my hero. Still John can't. Cena. <laughs> Who? John Cena. The the guy in the, the black short shorts? That guy's your hero? He just came out, man. You, you like him, but he's... American. I agree, Fernando. Orange Cassidy versus Bob Holly would also be a good feud. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He'd be, especially right after the, uh, the, oh, tough enough, where we found out that he's kind of an asshole. Yes. Bob spark plug Holly but anyway what are you doing with Gargano Gar- 
Give me a second, because I have to... So like I say, the Ruthless Aggression era is kind of my weak weak spot and watch as much. So I don't remember who all was involved in it. Smile, you're on candid camera. Orton. Orton would be a good feud for him. For Gargano? Mm -hmm. Baseball bat from out of nowhere. Yeah. He could come out and be the the anti-legend. Like, he's like, listen, I'm a nobody, right? I'm just a guy from Cleveland, but I don't like you coming out here and killing all the legends. I don't blame you. I like that one. And so you'd be the every guy going against the legend killer. Also would be fun to see some in his prime CM Punk versus Gargano matches. Ooh, that would be a little bit fun. All right. That was that was my crappy little one. Hopefully you've come up with a better one. This is more fun with three people, I will admit that. It is more fun. It's also more fun with three people because I've been planning all day to do something that needed three people. So now I've got to punt. And so instead, I am going to go. You don't like booking the future because you're liking the way things are going. But I'm going to force you to book the future. Because you can. Because I can. And here's the deal. We've got a lot of speculation. Mentioned it earlier. B-dubs. I love me some B-dubs. I want you to book... How B Dubs comes it back to WWE. I think I kind of did it a little bit. Um, I enjoy the idea of of Swamp Bray Wyatt coming back and pretending, and you did a little bit, and pretending the Fiend slash um, Firefly Funhouse was part of a coma he was in or something along those lines. Maybe that's what the car accident was. It was the car accident he had so many years ago in a time machine that put him in a coma. You know, it is wibbly wobbly. Wibbly wobbly. Ah, anyway. Um so I, I would have him come back as swamp. Bray Wyatt or uh, Pastor Bray or whatever, Wyatt Family Bray. 
I would call Eric Redbeard and I would get a hold of Braun Strowman and I would just and if Braun didn't want to come back, I'd find a different monster. Because apparently you don't have to be good if you're big in WWE. Yep. Sure don't. You can just so, be Kali or fucking I would be almost in Braun. Like whatever. That's yeah. fine. I don't even care. But just so, uh, additional muscle. Um, and I have him cut those fire promos, and I don't have him lose to John Cena or everybody that he comes up against. What? Yeah, crazy. No. You can't not have him lose all the time. But then I have Eric Redbeard be like, you should, you should, you should do the thing that you did, you know, when you kind of went a little bit nuts and, and, just basically like Fight Club level. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> um, disillusionment for a couple years. It's like I had a dream. I was in, in like a children's show with puppets. No, no. You could do that, Loomis and the Wyatt family. I w- I'd be okay with that. I don't know. Maybe not. Anyway. Um, but I just have, have Bray go back on a tear and and challenge for very random um, hedonistic behaviors that he deems as hedonistic, not others, or not any any particular um, any particular doctrine, so to say. But, you know, the way he did the first time. And so, you know, MVP for manipulating the mind of a beautiful man. And almost, you know, um, have him go after Seth Rollins for being a man of materialistic thoughts and things. Boy, I I feel like I'm kind of right in that one, actually. Um, have have a woman in his faction, not Alexa Bliss. She could be infatuated with him. That would be interesting. She could be the one who's like, "Hey, hey, are you, are you gonna bring him back?" And he'd be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and just carry the, I don't know what you're talking about for like two years. Um, you can have him challenge Roman and be like. Your family's table and my family's table. They say blood is thicker than water. But kinship doesn't have to be established by the blood. You know, those promos cut themselves. Okay. And maybe have him occasionally drift. Have him be like... Um, have him occasionally drift into, you know, conceptually into uh, uh, the fun house, but without bringing the fiend back. I don't think the fiend was the the benefit of of the Firefly Funhouse era. I think Firefly Funhouse was the benefit. And so, just have him be like, I had a fascinating dream, a dream where where I wore a sweater 
know, <laughs> reaching the future generations of the Wyatt well, family. I've said it before. I firmly believe that they messed up by making the fiend supernatural. He should have been psychological. It should have been the two halves of Bray Wyatt's psyche. The peaceful, loving, children's show host side and the psychopathic murder side. And so when he came out to the ring as the fiend, they should have Hannibal Lecter wheeled him to the ring on a cart, chained up, and let him go. And and then the Firefly Funhouse was just a look inside his mind, the side of his mind yes. that was all nice. And not a real thing that, pe- not a real place people could go. I also deeply enjoy the idea of fixing the Hell in a Cell. I know there's a lot of people who don't want to see that again. But, you know, if you have Swamp Bray and and that Seth Rollins feud, feud your materialistic ways shall be the death of you. And, you know, Bray or Seth challenge him, well, I've already beat you. I beat you in hell in a cell, and I'll do it again. And this monstrosity seems familiar, you know, type thing. I think that I, I, I mean, the fact is, Bray Wyatt can cut a promo like he's, like he's Jr. in his prime on 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 play by play. Like it's just that good how well he cuts promos. And so you just have him cut those promos. And he doesn't have to be supernatural. He doesn't have to have any special powers. But a recognition of the fact that he was gone, but we saw things, and he doesn't remember these things. He does in the in the delves of his mind, but he doesn't remember them you know, as top of mind. So he doesn't remember a fiend. He doesn't remember. He, he just knows that he gets haunted by it on occasion. So occasionally you can have let me in play and then just be like, what? You know, have him be confused by the existence of the fact that there was a fiend and there was a, a Firefly Funhouse spray. So blur the lines of the dreams in the related, but not really related, but possibly related. um, I'm adding to this uh, the news that Trish Stratus has confirmed that she is back to wrestling. She is going to be wrestling house shows and special events and stuff like that with the hopes to eventually come back to the main roster. So, how would you handle Trish Stratus on the main roster in today? I don't think she's the caliber of the athlete that the women are today. I really hate saying that because she did open a lot of doors, but I don't think she's the caliber of the athlete that they are today. I agree with you. Um, However, it apparently is happening, so... A faction of sorts would probably be the route I would go, where she doesn't have to take all the beatings. I mean, if we're honest, she's been out of it for 
nearly 20 years, at least 15, barring the Charlotte thing. Um, I We haven't really seen heel Trish other than as a manager, and her manager heel role was fairly good with TNA. And to clarify for those new... It's Test and Albert. That was Test and Albert, not TNA as in the wrestling company. Or Tits and Ass. However, that's what they were going with. Yeah, no, it, her, it her. obviously was playing into it, but it was... Um, so... I probably get the occasional feud, but but um, I don't know how much how much uh, television free or cable based television I do. Streaming based television would probably be where I would focus her. Um, she can be on some pre matches and stuff. I just I don't have a whole lot of belief. I I saw the Charlotte match. I saw it. That's that's the facts. And for that reason, I'm not. I, I I'm not. Uh, I think she's one of the best from that era, but I'm not going to, yeah, I mean, um, that's what I, I said this to my coworker when I saw the news today is that here's the deal is I don't want to take anything away from what she did in that era, right? She was a pioneer in that era. She was one of the few women on WWE TV that actually wrestled, right? Her and Lita were, were more or less it. Yes, there were some others like Jacqueline and, and you know, Holly. Yeah, Molly. Yeah, Molly Holly. But for the most part, it was Trish, Lita, and then China. Fucking yeah. When and China barely did the women's division. She yeah. mostly uh doing men's stuff. But apparently but, she but then was you had tough Stacey to work Keebler. with, Jericho said. So but then you get Stacy Keebler and Tori Wilson and fucking Braun Panties matches and, and uh the yeah, Miss Kitty or the cat or whatever they fucking called her yeah. last week. Um, yep. You know, and yeah, it was so, on panties matches and 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 titillation, and uh, in the end, as good as she was in that era, I I don't think she, <laughs> I don't think she can hang with the modern wrestlers on the regular, right? I don't think uh, fucking uh, Charlotte Flair would would be. I mean, Charlotte Flair would be able to carry her to a good match. Well, and that's but that's the point. It would be carrying her. Yeah, I mean, the real question you have to ask is: Do you get a good match out of Aaliyah? And you don't. The bottom line is you don't. Yeah. Um. If you have Lita in a match with Aaliyah, you get a better match. But we've seen Lita recently and been like, eh. Well, that's not as exciting as it was 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, here. Um, if you get Becky Lynch in a match with Aaliyah, yeah. you can still get a good... You're not going to get a fire match because Aaliyah is involved. But you can still get a good match. Yeah. Here, I'm, I'm going to go down the list and we're just going to say... Yes or no? Do we think this would be a good match? And I'm uh, talking uh, uh, C plus or above. Yeah, C plus or above. Um, Alexa Bliss versus Trish. Mm, I think Alexa could could pull out a high C plus. Yeah, Oscar minus. Yes. Yes. Bailey. I, I think I think that ends yes. up being a squash though. Maybe. Who? Yeah, but so Bailey. Yes. Yes. 
Becky Lynch, yes. Yes. Bianca Belair, probably. Uh, that's a squash, probably. Okay. But then now we get Carmella. Mm, no. No. And and again, this is with because Carmella's a B a B B minus wrestler. Well, and the thing is, it's it's even more this, right? Because we're talking about not just the skill that they have, but the skill that they have in lifting up the other. These people. are similar styles that would actually be okay. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, but, it would become very bra and panties resemblant, even though it wouldn't be a bra and panties match. But so, uh, and that's the deal. Is Carmella is is the one who can be lifted into a good match, but doesn't lift their opponent into good matches, right? Correct. Um, Dakota Kai, maybe. Better than Carmella. Better than Carmella, but still, I, I don't necessarily think that. Uh, Dana Brooke, no. No, no, that's I a D have, match. D-R-S. I don't have faith that Dana Brooke can lift her through it. Uh, Dewdrop. That's a squash. Possibly, but it'd be a squash. EO Sky. Yes, I think Eo has the ability. Eo's that good, yeah. Right. Uh, Nikki Ash, no, maybe. I Probably I in the Dakota Kai category. Yeah. Uh, Zelina Vega. Nikki really does have to rely on her character. That's the hard part there too. And her character right now is crap. Yes. Right. Uh, Zelina Vega. I don't think I. No, I, I like. Don't think so. I like Zelina, but I don't think she's the one who carries someone to a. Great I don't match. think Trish Stratus can take her poison Rana. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhea Ripley, maybe, but again, it would be Probably one of those squash, squash things. Uh, Tamina, no. No. Um, we move to, to SmackDown. Aaliyah, we've mentioned. No. B-Fab doesn't have the experience to do it. Nope. Charlotte couldn't do it. Yeah, Lacey and, Evans. And gave us a B match. Did not give us an A match. Yeah. But uh, Lacey Evans, I don't think she's got the ability to lift someone. Liv Morgan. I love me some Liv, but... Nope. I don't think so. Naomi, no, if she's no. actually still with WWE. That's still unconfirmed, uh, Wikipedia editors. Um, Sasha, then. Sasha, yes, good. Uh, Na- Natalia, maybe. Um, that would probably be the best example of two C or below wrestlers. Who can put on a better than than their ability match? Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, not yet. Doesn't have the experience yet to do it. Ronda Rousey, no. Ronda needs lifted to a good match. Uh, Sasha, we both agree, but Sa- Sasha could probably wrestle a paper bag and make it a yeah. Sasha is the Kenny Omega of women's wrestling. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Becky can cut a promo against anybody and make it entertaining. And Sasha can wrestle a match against a mop and win and make it good. She could lose to a mop and we'd enjoy it. Baszler? I don't know if she's got the ability yet to lift someone. I don't know. Shotzi? No. No. Sonya Deville? Probably not. Zia Lee? They haven't given us any reason to think uh, that. Right. Fernando thinks that uh, Trish and Liv could make a really good match. I don't. I like I said. I love. I love Liv, but so far in the recent past, Liv has had to be carried to good matches. I think that's a good carry. pairing for a reason okay. to have Trish there. 
I think I think Liv, Liv could be a mentor, be a manager for, or be Trish. Trish could be a manager for for Liv. That that'd be fine. I think that'd be fire. Um, now here here's where Trish could probably help out more. NXT. You got Alba Fire, the former Kaylee Ray. Yeah, I think she could she could uh, manage a good thing. Amari Miller, Ariana Grace, Blair Davenport, which is the former B Priestley, Cora Jade. Um, she's young and upcoming, but I think she could do because Electra Lopez could learn from Trish. Uh, Fallon Henley, Gigi Dolan. Indy Hartwell could learn. From, I mean, these are all yeah. people I think who could learn from. There's only a few on the the NXT roster that I think uh, elevate her. Yeah, elevate, elevate her, right? Um, Ivy Nile could learn from her. JC Jane could learn. Uh, Katana Chant, the former Casey Catanzara, she could learn from from uh, Trish. Caden Carter could probably learn. Uh, Kiana James, don't know anything about her. Lash Legend could learn. Mandy Rose is the only one that I don't think Trish has a lot to teach. Um, but I think they would be a decent match, right? Yeah. Uh, Nikita Leons or Lions, however it's pronounced, she doesn't have anything to bring to the table for Trish Stratus. Roxanne Perez, um, which is the former Roxy. The former Ring of Honor Women's Champion, um, but I think I think, I think could elevate one another there. Yeah, I think I think is Roxy is still really young. Zoe um, Starks, I have to agree with Fernando on. I think that would be um, in that in that Mandy Rose category. Yeah, I uh, I will let you guys agree on that. In my, in my opinion, <laughs> I know um, you don't like her. She just, she just does nothing for me. Like I watch her, and I'm like, she she's effectively Natalia for me. Like, man, I, I, I feel recognize. like she's I feel like she's grit. I feel like when I, I see I, her, I recognize the skill. I see a non gimmick Darby Allen, man, just grit. And the thing is, I I don't even see that because I don't. I, she hasn't. She has, to me has no charisma, and Darby thrives on charisma, right? Uh, but you know we'll get. Past that, I just I'm I'm not on Zoe Starks. Uh, Saray, maybe just because she brings uh, Japanese influence to it. She had a career in Japan before she came. Sloane Jacobs doesn't bring any. Tatum Paxley, who the fuck is this? Thea Hall again. Tiffany Stratton again. Valentina Faraz. Wendy Chu. I guess it could be uh. Uh, 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 I feel like that'd be a fun match. Yeah, a, a pajamas versus ring gear match. Uh, hey, that would be one of the few matches I'd be like, oh, yeah, no. Um, lingerie match and, you know, have have uh, have Trish come out and be like, I'm not doing these old-fashioned lingerie matches. And then have Wendy Chu come out and be like, I did! <laughs> These are my PJs. 
I think it'd be really funny because if she was in a, a bra and panties match and they just if she wins by default, but they can't because they can't like get that off her. It zips up and it's <laughs> well made. It just doesn't rip off. Yeah, I, I think I do struggle with with a Trish Stratus return. I'm not saying it won't be good. I'm not saying she's not athletically capable of it. I just I don't see it is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, it's happening. Whether whether it makes it to TV or not, she may just be a fill in on the touring circuit and and never make it to TV. Who knows? Which, by the way, great way to sell out. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, shows. they need what they can if they're charging $10,000 for a seat at WrestleMania. Fuck that's, that. That's on, that's on Ticketmaster. That's the yeah, that's price. not reseller. That's, that's that's the actual... Might be worth investing $10,000 to get yourself twelve. Yeah, you got $10,000 right now. You buy them and then resell them for markup. Big markup. Holy smokes. That's but, camp side and everything. I don't know about you, but I ain't got $10,000. Not right now. To... Yeah, the the path by which I got 10000 I don't think I would wish on anybody, but we both have lived that. So. I mean, I'm, I might eventually, once probate clears, have, have it, but I still won't use it to buy fucking... WrestleMania ringside seats on the this only speculation. reason I would do it again is is the assumption that I'm going to be able to sell them for twelve or more. Yes, and again, that's speculation. It's probably a safe bet, but it's not a guaranteed bet. Um, I think you turn around and put them right online for it. Just uh, leave them there till you get fortunes. No, I I agree with you, but at the same point, there's every chance. You know, it, it's it's likely you'd make money off it. I'm not saying it's not likely, but there is a chance that people are just like, no, nah, I'm not paying ten thousand dollars for that seat. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. And that no ten thousand dollars. In the end, in the end, you dump it into make dump it to just to make something back. Yeah, yeah. Like you'll get find eight thousand dollars for a seat. Okay. Well, and then you kind of have to buy a segment of them. I mean, you bought if you could buy a block of four, you could get your forty thousand back and have four, and three, and then yeah, you know. Well, yeah, and that, that's exactly the thing. You just buying one seat, it's gonna be on. It's gonna be harder to sell because everyone's going with a friend or a family member, right? And so they're looking right. for two seats, and if if they don't have the ability to buy both those seats in a row, they're not going to use those. So, like, any I'm other not returns going... you've got? Uh, that's the only return that's, that's been confirmed. I mean, we got Dexter Loomis, uh, who's back. You know, um, Ezekiel will eventually be back. His dad was pissed yesterday. Did you see that part? Uh-uh. That part was one of my favorite parts of yesterday's show. Uh, they showed uh, a picture and then an interview uh, in the aftermath of Kevin Owens uh, attack on Ezekiel a couple weeks ago and uh, 
Well, let me see if I can find the picture because it's. Walk with Ezekiel. Walk with Ezekiel. I'm not a fan of wireless charging. My phone feels so hot. Um, it can get that way. Is your phone in a case or? Yeah, it's in a case. Um, cases can can cause wireless to heat up because the uh, uh, distance distance it has to travel. Um, so it puts more power to it. Um. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, I don't want the tiny version. I want a big. I want the tiny version. The version that's tiny. This is, this is one of my favorite things. So they showed a picture of the uh, local medical facility that Ezekiel was taken to after being beaten up by. Uh, there it is beaten up by KO. And so here you've got Ezekiel and his whole family around him in the hospital. Um, Jesus. So there's Elias uh, in the blue shirt. That's his younger brother, Elron. Uh, his dad, Ernie Jr. They didn't give his mom's name or his youngest brother's name. Um. I will point out you can't. It's hard to read in this one, uh, but if you find the clear thing, it actually says his name is Elias Sampson, which is a nice throwback. Or Ezekiel Sampson to when it was Elias Sampson before they just dropped him down to Elias. Um, and then That's they funny. had a a fiery promo from Ezekiel's dad, Ernie Jr., about how if I ever get my hands on you, Kevin Owens. <laughs> I love that you can even see that it's it's a it's a skin cap. Yeah, it's it's it was so brilliant. I I love how you can actually see that this is just a room backstage where they're like, let's uh, throw throw some names up on a whiteboard, um, throw a, a light bar up. I mean that that is very likely not even a bed that he's on. It's probably just probably like a table a table that they draped a sheet over. Well, hence the three pillows. Yeah, three pillows to stick them and sit them up. Uh, I do, I also love, that. that's not bad green screen work. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Ernie Jr., Ezekiel's dad. <laughs> it made me laugh when it happened. Made me laugh really good. Well, shall we do our game? It's going to be a short night, yeah. but we're going to probably do a shorter night. So let's just go ahead and do pick or pass. Um, so I'm going to start off. This will be funny. This will be for fun. Pick or pass, Elias or Ezekiel. I'll take Elias. Oh, real quickly. Sorry, Gable Stevenson. I'll be good my third one of him. 
Have a, have a lot of them. That'll be a decent rookie card to have. Great Cully. Yay. Dave. Batista. Maybe it's easier to read if I have a little way back here. Possibly. It is. Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could do you that. Your, your camera doesn't like to autofocus up, so... When you get it too close, it doesn't run focus on it. So Roman Reigns. There we go. Sorry. Was that just a four-pack? So that Roman Reigns, yeah. was it the uh, hollow? No. Nope. nope, nope. There was nothing special in that pack. There. Look at that Roman Reigns one again. Because uh, one of their things that they do is a one, it looks and, and everything... Uh, or it might be the Gable Stevenson. It looks identical to one of the regular prismatic ones, but it's got kind of a easiest way to describe the hollow, the hollow uh, triangles. Uh, no, not the tri triangles. Just a sheen. It's just if you look at it, it's got. Oh, it is. It's a darker sheen. Well, yeah, and and let let it like in the light. Let it catch the light, and you'll okay, see. Okay, and it, it doesn't throw off a rainbow, or it throws off a it rainbow. It throws off a rainbow, rest. right? Yep. So that is that the, the Roman, Roman one. Is that? Yep. Yes. So it so it's a hollow, um, so it's still a special one, and Roman Reigns as a special one isn't a bad one to have. So no, no. Okay, so you're taking Elias. forever, champ. Sorry, I'm taking Elias. I'm giving you Ezekiel, or. Let's stick with E names. Evan Bourne. Ezekiel or Evan Bourne? That's a tougher one than it really has any rights to be. Um, I'll take Evan Bourne. Okay. So, Ezekiel or... Ernest the Cat Miller. I will take... Oh, I will take Ernest the Cat Miller. Big Papa Dump! Best feud that's, you ever had that's was fair. Big Papa Dump feud. I deeply enjoyed that feud. So you have Ezekiel or Eddie Edwards. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to take Ezekiel that time. Not that I have anything against Eddie Edwards, yeah. but Eddie Edwards kind of has a has a limit, has a has a a ceiling, and I think Ezekiel's ceiling could potentially be higher. You know, I mean, he comes from a good bloodline. Um. So, uh, Eddie Edwards or um. Hmm. It's a little tougher. Eddie Edwards or um, 
Eddie Edwards or um, Eddie Edwards or Big E? Ah, I will take Big E, and I will give you Eddie Edwards or Eddie Guerrero. Oh, this is Eddie Guerrero. Let's see, that's that's where I uh, I had to. Uh, well, the 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 one that needs to go up against Eddie Edwards, you have to present because it's the way that we get we elevate above Eddie Edwards. Unless I say specifically or exclusively, um, which I might say. Because I could pull it off with the next one if you don't yeah. give me the one. Because like I was saying, the, the tough thing is, because I wanted to do Edge. Uh, but you can't do Edge versus Eddie Edwards because then it's definitely Edge. You know what I mean? That's where I But if you did exclusively Edge today... No, I'm thinking of another Eddie that if I gave it to you, you would, you would, or if you gave it to me, Eddie Edwards would be taken. Okay, well, we'll see if this works out, because Eddie Edwards or Eddie Kingston? I'll take Eddie Edwards. (laughs) And I'm going to give you Eddie Kingston or exclusively Edge Today. Um, I still take Edge today. Okay, that's okay. So I can get Eddie Kingston out of here, I think. Eddie Kingston or um Jeez, um. I'm trying to try to keep it knees, and I'm I'm totally blanking. Um. Eddie Kingston, ooh, this will be a good one. Eddie Kingston or Effie. Who the fuck is Effie? He's um very popular indie wrestler who's former champion in multiple different places. And that brings us to the end of the Raw and Order podcast. Sure done. You have to make a choice. <laughs> I'll take Eddie Kingston. Meaning we have Effie or Enforcer Arn Anderson. <laughs> I'm going to surprise you and take Effie. Effie's going to have a longer career. That's Almost fair. Definitely. 
Enforcer Arn Anderson or Ethan Page? Enforcer Arn Anderson. I just love him, man. He has a, an era about him. Ethan Page or Eric Redbeard? Uh, Ethan Page. Uh, Eric Redbeard or um, Eric Young? Eric Young. Eric Young. Yeah, I may have just fucking cursed this with Eric Redbeard. Um, Eric Redbeard or... Enzo. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, Don't get soft. S A W F T. You, you, you know the the, the sad thing is, I think, I think I'm gonna take Enzo, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give a reason. Uh, but it's simply this, uh, promos. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to even lie that Eric Redbeard is a better wrestler in the ring than Enzo. Ooh, Fernando agreed. But Enzo gives the better promos and deliver, gets the better heat. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh. Oh yeah, and heat is dollar signs. So, um, ooh, I have a ne- the next one to go up against whoever you have left, or I have left. So. So, uh, Eric Redbeard or um, Eric Rowe. Now known as just Eric from the Viking War, Viking Raiders. I will take Eric Redbeard. Eric Rowe versus Evil Uno. Mm, That's a good one. That's a good one. That is a very good one. Um, I feel like we're just bragging about our ability to know E names in wrestling. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm not even going to got a front. I'm I'm Wikipediaing shit. Like I'm crazy. looking through my cards now finally. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I everything I've gotten so far I've pulled up on my own. I I can tell you I have not. So there's no uh there's no lying here. Um Did I get my answer on that? I think I no. said Okay, what were the choice again? Eric 
Aircrow or Evil Uno? Aircrow or Evil Uno. Um... Okay. Okay. This this will be fun. This will be fun. Um, Eric Rowe. This is who you're taking. One yeah. half of the War Viking Raiders experience machine. Um, so you have Evil Uno or Emmy Sakura. Fucking Evil Uno. You know how I feel about Emmy Sakura. She'd have been. She'd have done so much better. So very, 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 very much better. Had she when she came out the first time, not come out in her Freddie Mercury setup. Emmy Sakura or. Evangeline Lilly, and yes, that is just off the top of my head. I believe that is her name, Evangeline Lilly. I believe it was ECW in the 90s. Might have been TNA. Um, Do you remember her? Am I? Emmy Sakura. I don't remember her though, so I'm just just throwing one out there. Um, Emmy Sakura or No, Evangeline Lily or Oh, excuse me, yeah, Evangeline Lily. Um So, um, um, Evangeline Lily, or fuck, this is getting harder and harder and harder. And so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do a punt here, and I'm gonna say Evangeline Lily, or. Evangeline Lily or uh, Lacey Evans. Evans. 
I had I had to twist things to get there, but I did. I will take Lacey Evans. However, Evangeline Lilly was really good in her indie circuit. You should look her up. Um, I am going to take Lacey Evans. So Evangeline Lilly or I'm going to give you exclusively Eric Bischoff as a wrestler or in the ring. Okay. Um, then that's Evangeline Lily. Because Eric Bischoff sucked in the ring. He sucked. He sucked so bad. So, so very bad. He would even tell you that. Unless, unless it was a karate championship. Like I fucking ruled. Um, yes. So he was a black belt. Easy E or what? What was his name when you did this? Uh, Easy E. Any era, easy, or very specifically, the bad Jim Ross knockoff Ed Ferreira. Uh, I'll take easy. I'm I'm fine with this being our last round, and Ed Ferreira just fucking goes down as the last man. I'm I'm okay. <laughs> But I'm going to make it a little harder for you. So you have knockoff Ed Ferreira or Eugene. I think it would still be Eugene. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> did, did they call him Oklahoma? Yes. Fucking, he was so bad. I was really hoping. I was hoping. Oh, wait. Nope, nope, nope. I've, I've got the one. I've got the one to lose. I wanted, I wanted Easy E versus Excalibur. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine because we we really have the one to lose. Here's the one to lose, right? Ed Ferreira. Ed Ferreira or Ed Leslie. I'll take I'll take Brutus. Fuck you, man. But I will give you one back just to make it that much easier. Ed Ferreira or Eva Marie. Um Guys, really, it's really not that that thing. I'll take Eva Marie. Wow! Ed Ferreira was bad. It was a bad Jim Ross impersonation in a time when Jim Ross was actively battling his his Bell's palsy. Um, Yeah. Well, nobody ever claimed that uh, Easy E or Vince. (laughs) <laughs> had the most coups when they were doing their direct attacks. That, that however, um, was uh, very definitely during the, the uh, Vince Russo era. Yes. Ed Ferrar was his writing partner. I will also together. say that I am very impressed with one particular... So there's, there's obviously the first shots fired verbally on show. We're Triple H to Billy Gunn saying you and your piss ant t-shirt company. Mm-hmm. 
I can say, hands down, Max Caster fires shots like a fucking champ, man. They're good. They're relevant. Um, ass boys retire like Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. He said the quiet part out loud. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I and, and he is equal opportunity. He has burned Trump. He has burned Biden. Mm-hmm. He's done both sides of the of the fucking political spectrum. He obviously burns people in the company. He burns people in the competitor's company. Like, this dude is equal opportunity asshole in his burns. I love it. Yeah. No, I and he's a... Uh... He's he yeah he's he's been pretty on point with his rhymes recently. Um, Finger me, daddy ass, or scissor me, daddy ass. Yeah. Although, although maybe our knockoff T-shirt should be "Finger me, Papa ass." <laughs> papa butt, big Papa butt. If we can get those past the copyright, please. Anyways. This has been a shorter shorter episode than normal and probably not one of our best. I'm going to be honest with you. I apologize Whoa. to the pe- people. What, what is he saying is classless here? I think he's talking about the Ed Ferrara. Okay. Yeah, you don't make fun of somebody's disability. You do make fun of a guy who spent $19 million on his creepiness. Mm-hmm. Ten times as much as he spent on buying WCW, which is he only spent two million on WCW. Two million. Um, wow. The story behind and here's why I still think I think there was something more going on on it. I think there was some, for lack of a better word, insider trading. Um, because here's the deal: he he spent two million dollars on it. Eric Bischoff and his his partnership was prepared to offer five. Way more than that. It was like twenty million. Oh, it was wow. like, but it was contingent on it continuing to have a spot. Well, and they did go yes. public like less than two years after that, so it does make you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Fernando was calling making fun of Jr. classless. Um, the the contingent for Eric Bischoff and his people doing it was that it continued to have TNT and TBS shows right they continued to have wrestling on tv and warner media decided that it was worth losing almost 18 million dollars uh to not have it on tv anymore god wouldn't you have like one season or two seasons you know get get that mild small contract mm-hmm. and get that 20 million dollars you better believe yeah. it that's what. That's why I think that there was. Which something... in today's money is is like probably pretty close to you know sixty, seventy, eighty million. Yeah. And with recent inflation, probably closer to a hundred million. But that's that's why I I just feel like there had to be something behind the scenes where Vince McMahon was able to cut a deal with someone, say, hey, listen, if you can work it where I only. I can get this deal for $2 million. You'll have a job at my company or, you know, whatever. Or maybe you bought them off. You know, the official deal will be $2 million, but 
you're also going to get a million dollars in person, personal mama don't know money. You know what I mean? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. Nudge, winky. Um, but I, appre- I appreciate you saying it was a pretty solid show, Fernando. I do. I, I don't exactly believe you, but I do. I be- I appreciate you saying it. Um, I yeah, I mean, you got to appreciate having having wonderful fans like Fernando. Um, well, the thing is both Fabe and I are running off very little sleep over the last couple of days, and not having a third person here always kind of drags it down a bit. Especially not on FBI's. Especially on FBI's, especially since I was really really wanting to do another guess the wrestler uh episode um someday buddy someday tell you what tell you what we're gonna do just one round for you before we wrap things up uh i asked the questions if if fernando can beat me um yes he gets bragging rights okay i have noticed there's there's a mild delay in his answers so it's when we see his answers Mm-hmm. It is. It is. So, Fernando, be ready for, with the type in there. So, uh, two-minute countdown starts now. Uh, is this wrestler identified by the audience as a male? Yes. Is this wrestler uh, a former world champion? Um, give me a second to, to be certain. I'm going to say not world champion, no. Is this wrestler a WWE member? Uh, He did wrestle in the WWE. Does this wrestler currently wrestle? No. Um, Does this wrestler's name... Was he Attitude Era? Um, He was during that time period... Was he in WCW during that time period? Yes. Was he a big man, little man? Yes or no questions, please. Was he a big man? Yes. Is it Kevin Nash? No. Was he a member of NWO? Ever? Uh, I do not believe so. Um, Is it Reese? No. Is it Yete, which is also Reese? No. Okay. Just making sure we aren't getting angry about this. Is this wrestler... There, there is a big person. Um, is this wrestler uh, not a former world champion? Big man. Um, WCW, that era. Is it Scott Hall? No, he was in the NWO. Um, did he get it? Fernando, no. Okay. Um, did this wrestler, is it, is it one of your favorites? No, he was in NWO. Um, is it Earthquake? Uh, no. Time is up. One final guess. Well, when I said Earthquake, that would automatically include Shockmaster, so that's probably out, too. I'm going to say Hackshaw Jim Duggan. No. Fernando, one last opportunity. Uh, 
No guess from Fernando. I will give one. Oh, he said Ray oh, Trailer. Ray, Ray Trailer. No, that is, that is a good, very good, good guess. potential choice. Um, I'm gonna give two more hints. One, ECW, and a big man. Okay, and big man, and then final clue. Head tattoo. Bam, bam, big low. There you go. Dang. It was not Mike Awesome. Although Mike Awesome would have been an awesome one to have you guys guess. Shane Douglas was better. No. Shane Douglas was never the fat chick thriller. I even said that with a straight face. Uh, but anyways, on that note, we're going to wrap things up for this so that uh, we can get some sleep. We will be back on Sunday night with our regular wrestling booking unit. Um, hopefully everyone joins us there. Um, and then again next Tuesday. But um, you can uh, support us by uh, joining our Patreon just three bucks a month supports us that way. You can buy merch like the Pissant Podcast hat, the Raw and Order WBU shirt, the uh, autograph shirt back there, um, or the one like Sasha Bear there, Bear, Sasha Bear Bear, uh, all sorts of stuff there. Um, so you can support us there. Uh, you can follow us on the Twitter machines and like social media just in general. I am at Raw and Order WBU pretty much everywhere except for Facebook, where it's at Pissant Podcast. Facebook is weird. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe. That's pretty good. I had yeah. to think about it while I was off screen. I could get you're that just right set there. up before. And then you know, like you're gonna find links to like JLB stuff and everything in the in the doobly doos below. He wasn't and, here. And we give him credit, but he's not fucking here. Yeah, he was too he got busy fucked in the, fucked the eye. eye. So um and said he had he had to moisturize it up after getting fucked. So I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, th- yep. See you Sunday, Fernando. Thanks for coming. We are by. terrible human beings. We are we are really bad. So, but on that note, we're going to go ahead and close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. Time to do some eye fucking. <laughs>